0: Hey, y'all. I'm Jennifer Spivey, and you are listening to Coffee and Connect, an outreach of People's Church in Winter Haven, Florida. At Connect Women's Ministry, we believe there is power and blessing that comes from making connections with God and with each other. Thanks for connecting with us today. I pray that the podcast is a blessing to you. Now let me turn it over to today's host. Hey, I'm Maya, and I'm excited to bring you the final podcast in this series from Pastor Jennifer on Fasting. I don't know about you, but I was surprised to learn that fasting didn't mean 40 days with no food and water. Fasting is something that we all can do, and it's something that we all should do. Let's jump into this final lesson, and thanks for joining us. It's our last little segment on fasting, and I just want to um, just encourage you a little bit. Fasting is, in the most convenient terms and the easiest definition, fasting is a trade. It's pushing away something that your flesh wants so so your spirit can have something that it really needs. And so the devil wants you to think that a fast is some kind of cruel diet. The devil wants you to think that a fast only means Jesus's 40-day fast in the wilderness. And, um... And he wants you to think this is not something that's accessible to you. He wants you to think that it's something impossible or impractical, and it's not at all. You know, the goal isn't even to make it to the 40-day fast. The goal is to, to gain intimacy with Christ. That's what your goal is. That's the goal of, the, of our entire Christian walk. And in Matthew, Matthew 6, Jesus is preaching, and he, and he lists three foundational disciplines And he uses the word when, not the word if. He says when you pray, when you give, and when you fast. If we can put these three things together, I'm telling you, it's a very, very powerful combination of things in your spiritual life. And so if you haven't added in fasting to your spiritual disciplines, it's something that you ought to think about. And so we've talked several times over the last couple of days. We looked at the... um, Disciples fast, and that's a fast that frees you from, could free you from the addiction to sin. We've talked about the Ezra fast, and this is a fast that is a fast for wisdom, so you'll know how to protect the, the um, things that God has blessed you with so you can steward these things well. We talked about the Samuel fast, which was about national revival. We talked about the Elijah fast, which is a fast for emotional health. We talked about the widow's fast, which is a fast about meeting the needs of others. We talked about the Paul fast, which is a fast about um, receiving direction, wisdom, and assurance from the Lord in a time of um, uncertainty. We talked about a Daniel fast, which is a prolonged fast that's for health and healing. And we talked about an Esther fast which is, could be a corporate fast that's about physical protection. And so I just want to encourage you that um, just on a personal level, there's a learning curve associated with fasting. You don't have to start the 40-day fast. You don't have to end the 40-day fast. The goal is intimacy with Christ. And there's a learning curve here. There's grace here, grace that originated with God. And he means to give you a ton of grace on every issue, including this one. Um I remember when my children were small, what they loved was a, what they called a special drink. And if the, if we could go to the gas station and get a drink out of the cooler, they just loved that when they were little. They called that a special drink. I don't know why, but that was one of their favorites. And they also liked, they also enjoyed fast food when we did that. And so... um when I when they were little and I was fasting, I would ask, I would tell them, I would tell them, "Mommy is fasting right now." I would explain to them what this means, and I would say, "I'd like you to fast with me." And so for the next X amount of days, I, sometimes it was three days or seven days or twenty one days, whatever it was, I would tell them how long it was going to last, and I would say, "I'd like you to fast with me while mommy is fasting. Why don't you fast special drinks, or why don't you fast?" Eating out. And so, in so they weren't fasting food. They weren't fasting something that was going to hurt their little bodies, of course, but they were learning. They were learning. So, and it was a small beginning, but it was a valuable beginning. And so we would be in the car and they would say, Can we stop at? and get a slushy? Or can we stop and get a special drink? We can't do that today, buddy, because we're fasting. And remember why we're fasting? And we would talk about the discipline of fasting. And you know what they had to give up that day? They had to give up a drink from the cooler at the convenience store. So for them, that was a big sacrifice. For their health, it wasn't a big sacrifice. Or if we were on our way to church, they might ask me, can we drive through McDonald's and have a happy meal? We can't do that today, honey, because we're fasting, and remember why we're fasting, and let's talk about what a fast is. Oh, yes, they remembered why, so they'll fast that meal from McDonald's. They still got dinner that day. They were they still ate that day. They still had all their meals. They still had all the nutrition and nourishment that they needed, but in their minds, they were making a trade. We were giving up something that they wanted, Would they wanted that happy meal or they wanted that special drink for something that um, I was trying trying to teach them was more valuable which was intimacy with christ and so at that moment we would spend a few minutes the few minutes that we might have spent picking out a drink or driving through mcdonald's let's spend a couple of minutes together while they were small talking about fasting and praying together over a few things and asking god to honor our faith like he always does and so that was their on-ramp and there's a value in that and so this is something that um I, I guess they wouldn't mind if I told you that they that they practice today. Fasting is something that is a discipline that the three of them are involved in, and it's between them and the Lord. And so I don't ask them what they're fasting or when they're doing it or anything else. They're grown now, but when they were small, I started with small things, and it and um it was enough to make an impact, but not enough to um hurt them physically in any way, obviously. And so the devil is a liar and he wants you to think, well, if all you're giving up is a soda, that's, that's not worth anything. Yeah, it is. It is worth something. And so if, if that's what you could give up for a prescribed amount of time, give up soda or give up chocolate or whatever, fill in the blank, something that you're involved in on a consistent basis, trade that thing off for um and then dedicate that time to um prayer and study um i I want you to please consider god as your as your father he's our heavenly father and so hopefully the relationship that you had with your father as a child or um maybe the relationship that you hoped you might have had with your father as a child um what do you do when you try when your child tries something new? You celebrate it. And so when you when my children started walking, when they took their first steps, we were thrilled to pieces and we took pictures and we called the grandparents and I can't believe it they started walking today. They took 3 steps today or they took 1 step today unassisted or the t- the first time they walked across the playroom by themselves we were thrilled to pieces we were so excited but you know what when when my husband came home from work and i said hey tyler took two steps today he didn't say well call me back when he runs a 5k what do you want a parade no he was excited that it, tyler had begun and so um i th- i think that I think that God celebrates even a beginning. The Bible says despise not the day of small beginnings. And so if your first fasts are something small, God is celebrating that and he's cheering you on and he's excited that you decided to to take one of these on ramps and get um and get excited about fasting. He's excited about that. There's a ton of grace in for you in that. When I used to teach music, I would um, teach my students how to play a recorder, how to play a xylophone, or how to read a quarter note, or how to clap a rhythm pattern, or whatever, from the simplest things when they were small to a little bit more involved things when they were they were fifth graders. My oldest ones were, but I celebrated, and so I did, so when they were able to play a little song on their recorder, I didn't say, who do you think you are, Mozart? What do you think this is? come back when you've got something really good. Now I was thrilled to pieces that I had a third grader who could play hot cross buns or whatever it was on their recorder. So because fasting is such an important foundational discipline, we've got to start somewhere, right? And God is celebrating, he's excited when you get um when you get started. And so when you when you fast, when you start participating in this important foundational discipline, I think God's going to speak to you, God's going to heal you, God's going to fine-tune the vision that he has in your life, and you're going to win. You're going to win. It, it is a victory for you. It's a defeat for the devil. And um, 2 Corinthians two fourteen says, "...now thanks be unto God, who always leads us in triumph." always, in always, ways, God always wants to lead you to victory, even through fasting. And so before I close out this little series, I'm going to read us Isaiah 58 one more time, such a tremendous chapter about fasting. Isaiah 58 says, is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke Is it not to share your bread with the hungry that you bring to your house the poor who have been cast out when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light, then after the fast, will break forth like the morning. Your healing will spring forth speedily and your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light will dawn in the darkness and your darkness will be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. He will strengthen your bones. You will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you will build up the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to to dwell in. I love restoration. God does it so well. And another translation says the restorer of the paths that lead home. And so all of these tremendous benefits are going to come with fasting. So in any, any way that you can get involved in this, important discipline try it out and i believe you won't be disappointed great information and some great on-ramps to fasting whether this is a regular discipline in your life or you're new to the concept we hope you learn something new we also hope that you'll join us again next monday for coffee and connect have a great day thanks for listening in today we'd love to hear from you whether on today's topic or perhaps on something you'd like to hear discussed email us at PCWH at gmail.com or find us at People's Church Winter Haven on Facebook or Instagram. Thanks again for joining us for Coffee and Connect, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.